Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, Paul Dano is the Riddler, Kevin Feige got a promotion, and I talk about the Joker. All this and more on today's very first episode of Small Screen Stories. So, hello and welcome to Small Screen Stories. On this weekly podcast, I'll be going through the big and most entertaining stories from the world of entertainment and pop culture. So let's get started with what I believe is the most exciting story of the week. Zoe Kravitz will be playing Catwoman in Matt Reeves' The Batman. So Catwoman has been played by Eartha Kitt in the Adam West Batman series, Halle Berry in the, the solo Catwoman movie, and Anne Hathaway in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises. And Zoe Kravitz will be the latest name to play this iconic DC Comics role. She's already got experience as playing the Catwoman, having played the role in the Lego Batman movie. She's also got experience in the in the superhero world after having played a voiced, sorry, Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Personally, I think this is really, really interesting casting because Zoe Kravitz has been in... She's been in a lot of stuff, most recently Big Little Lies, but she was also in Mad Max Fury Road. And I think she needs and she deserves a big role like this. We've heard lots of rumours about what's going to be happening in Matt Reeves' Batman film. We already know that the Batman will be played by Robert Pattinson. Personally, I think that is terrific casting. I think the cast for this movie in general is fantastic, what I've heard from it so far. And Zoe Kravitz is just another great name to add to the mix. There was talk that uh, Alicia Vikander might be or was in talks to be playing the role, but they went for Zoe Kravitz. And to be honest, I personally think that's a better choice because I can see Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson on screen together. I, I think Alicia Vikander is a terrific actress. She's a brilliant actor. She's great in everything she's in. Watch Ex Machina, please. She's fantastic in that film. But she's, to me, she's not quite Catwoman, but that is very personal. Uh, but this then leads me on to my next story of the week, which is that the Batman also has uh, its Riddler in Paul Dano. Or Dano, however you say that name. Uh, that is terrific news as well. It's a, it's a theme this week. Great casting news, because Paul Dano is easily one of the best actors working in Hollywood today. He's been in a whole slew of movies. He's just, he's been around forever. I remember seeing him the first time in uh, Girl Next Door, the, the Girl Next Door. And I thought he was really funny in that, but he's then expanded into more interesting characters, more, he does a lot of character acting. He was in Little Miss Sunshine. He was in There Will Be Blood. He, he was in Prisoners. God, he's great in that movie. And he's, basically great in everything he's in. I've never seen him give a bad performance and I honestly think he would make a brilliant, brilliant Riddler. There was talk that uh, Jonah Hill was up for the role. I mean, I get it. Um, I get why they might want to cast Jonah Hill in this movie, but apparently, I mean, there's lots of discussions as to why he turned down the role. Some people saying that it was because of money, which would be really sad if it was true. Other people saying that the role that they offered him wasn't actually the Riddler, that it was actually the Penguin. <laughs> and, you know, he might not take that the right way. And there was also talk that Seth Rogen was up for the Penguin. So there was a lot of talk before this little kind of gem of casting news came around. And Paul Dano as the Riddler, 
I don't really think there's anyone better for the role. I can't. I was thinking of Nicholas Holt for a while, who was originally up for the Batman role himself, but it eventually went to Robert Pattinson. Nicholas and the Holt may still be in the movie. There are apparently a whole host of villains in this film, um, which is, according to speculation, again, this is speculation, that it will be based on The Long Halloween, the comic book, which is my favourite Batman comic book. And um, I've read a lot of them. I've read a lot of Batman graphic novels. I think it's the best. It's the best. It's it's the one where you see Batman really in his element as a detective. And um, he is, you know, he's the world's greatest detective. That's what they call him. And it's the very first comic book that I read in which he's really doing that. And then he's, he's having to find a, a serial killer. And that's why there's such a massive rogues gallery. So you see everybody in this, in this comic book. And it sounds like you're going to see everybody in this movie. You've already got the Riddler. You've got Catwoman. There is a lot of talk about the Penguin being in this film as well. Who knows? Maybe they might recast Joker or bring in Arthur Fleck, you know, bring in Joaquin Phoenix. Who knows what's going to happen with this film? Only the people that are casting it and Matt Reeves himself and, you know, a couple of execs at uh, Warner Brothers. But this, talking of DC Comics and DC Comics films, this brings me on to my next bit of news, which you will find on smallscreen.co.uk. Head on over there, please. Uh, is that uh, Jesse Eisenberg wants to play Lex Luthor again in the DCEU. So this this is an interesting bit of news because the, the quote itself, it kind of, it's a bit heartbreaking because, you know, I don't think that his performance as Lex Luthor is completely down to him. Of course it's not. You know, uh, he he was asked to do something very specific by Zack Snyder, and it just didn't work. So the quote itself is, oh, 100%. He was asked this by MovieWeb. He goes, oh, 100%, which is not even, that's 10 pies, 10 full pies. Okay, he goes on about pies here, and then he goes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I loved it so much. I mean, I was the shyest kid in the world. To get to play a mean character with flamboyance like that is exhilarating. And then he went on to say, I probably won't do another one. I don't know if they're remaking another one where that where I would be in it. But no, I loved it. It was great. I'm so happy I got to do it ever. So even in that that quote, what he's saying there is actually really it's really sweet because he of course loved playing the role. It is a fantastic role to play. It's something that it just didn't work out for him and it's probably just best to leave it there and not to have him play it again, maybe get someone else to come in in the future to play the role. But you know, Jesse Eisenberg, he's, he, he, I think he's a very good actor. Of course he's a very good actor. If you watch The Social Network, he's brilliant in that film. If you watch Zombieland, he's brilliant in that film. Even in the Now You See Me films, there's something there. He does kind of do the same thing uh, over and over and over again. And he did get a bit weird, very weird in Batman vs Superman. And it's probably just best to leave that those DC comics in the past and concentrate on what they're obviously doing with... You know, the Matt Reeves Batman film with the Joker film just that's, that's just come out. Concentrate on other things. Talking of uh, <laughs> actors that uh, didn't quite get the role right, we've got Jared Leto next. And according to James Gunn, well, James Gunn went on Instagram and he explains why Jared Leto's Joker isn't in the movie. So, you know, there are a lot of people... Uh, asking James Gunn on Instagram whether, you know, why why Jared Leto isn't going to be in this film. There are, apparently, I didn't know this, but there are um, fans of his interpretation of Joker in the first Suicide Squad film. And, well, it just 
So a fan basically asked asked James Gunn, sorry, how can you justify a Suicide Squad movie that does not have the Joker in it? And, and Gunn's response was, well, I think perfect. So he said, no one but me and a few others know all the characters in this movie, but if the Joker isn't in the film, I don't think it would be strange as he isn't a part of the Suicide Squad in the comics. You know, if you're going to drop a bomb, drop that. He isn't. Um, I've read... I've read uh, the New 52 comics, the Suicide Squad comics. He's not in those. And um, to be honest, he kind of serves no place in them. He didn't even serve much. He wasn't useful in Suicide Squad, the movie. You know, you can say everything and anything you want about Jared Leto as as the Joker in that film. Ultimately, he didn't need to be in it. Um, You could easily take out his scenes and the film wouldn't be better or worse because of it. So bringing him into this, the Suicide Squad, doesn't make any sense. You want to start over. I know that there are lots of other actors. You know, Margot Robbie's back as um, Harley Quinn. Joel Kinnaman's back as Rick Flagg. Um, you've got, uh, also, strangely enough, Jay Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang, although I think that's his best ever role. I think he was actually really good at, as Captain Boomerang, and he's probably only going to be in the film for a couple of minutes. I think he's probably going to get killed at the very beginning. So there isn't a need for Jared Leto's Joker in the Suicide Squad film. Personally, I don't think there's a need to have Jared Leto play the role again, especially after we've had (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix play the Joker, Arthur Fleck, in Joker. And, you know, it's odds on that he's going to win the Oscar for that. And uh, I kind of hope he does, because I think he was brilliant in that film. Anyway, talking of Joker's kind of, I suppose, arch nemesis? Yes, Batman. The Batman. So Robert Pattinson has uh, actually been speaking a bit about the Batman. And he told uh, the New York Times, rather surprisingly, that Batman's not a hero. He said, Batman's not a hero. He's a complicated character. Because I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always got to be something a little bit wrong. I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other one. You know, it's uh, kind of British charm coming through there, British wit. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to say because, first of all, you know, there's a big debate on whether Batman is a superhero. Personally, I don't think he is a superhero. You know, he's got a lot of money, but he's got no powers of such. But that doesn't make him any lesser of a hero than, say, Spider-Man or Superman or, you know, any any other hero, superhero that's out there. He's very different. And um, actually, there's an argument... You can argue that um, what Batman is doing is actually quite selfish. He's plagued by the death of his parents in every rendition of, you know, in all the comic books. That's always the origin story. And what he's doing is kind of more for himself rather than others. He's trying to cope with the loss of his parents by ridding Gotham of its wrongdoers basically. And that is quite a selfish thing to do. But you know, it's also selfless, because he's putting his body on the line, he's actually putting his life on the line every time he goes out in that cowl, the cape and the cowl, prowling around Gotham City at night, you know, it's, it's, so I kind of get where Robert Pattinson is coming from. Um, I also, I I like the fact that he's thinking about the character in that way, because it means that we we will be getting a very interesting portrayal of um, Bruce Wayne and Batman in this film, and I really think he's perfect for it. Anyway, um, should we move away from DC Comics and onto Marvel? So there's big news in that um, Kevin Feige's just got a great big promotion. (laughs) 
So he's been promoted to chief content officer at Marvel. So what does this mean? Um, he's going to, so he's already president of Marvel Studios. So, you know, he's the, the big cheese there. But now it basically means that he's the, so he's the CCO, the chief content officer of Marvel as a whole. So this means that he'll get more say over what happens in the greater scheme of things at Marvel. So the comic books, the TV shows and the movies. So this is actually quite, quite good, I think, because it'll kind of become, I mean, Mar not saying that Marvel's not a united force, it definitely is, but there has been some disconnect there between the movies, the TV shows and the comic books. So having, having one person there kind of overseeing everything, especially someone like Kevin Feige, I personally think is a great thing because first of all, he's proven that he's fantastic at what he does with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the biggest franchise in Hollywood right now. It's the biggest franchise of all time. You know, the TV world has been good as well. The Netflix t Marvel TV shows were good, but they could be better. And, um, and I really do think that's what he wants to do with the future of Marvel. You know, he wants Marvel TV to be good. There's a lot of, a lot has been written about him and Jeff Loeb not getting on. Um, and Jeff Loeb was the previous head of uh, Marvel TV. And, uh, and yeah, so that will help. Hopefully it'll help them be just have a more united vision. And, uh, and, you know, you've got all these TV shows that are coming out that are directly linked to the MCU, which is something that personally I found really annoying about the, the, the Marvel Netflix shows is that they're, they're, um, they, they are linked to the MCU, but not really. They kind of kept on referring to what happened in the Avengers as the event. And apart from that, there was nothing. You're not, you know, you weren't going to see uh, Charlie Cox's, uh, Charlie Cox turn up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a shame because he's great as Daredevil. I would love to see him in a movie. I think he's perfect casting. The same with all of them. I think he's so well cast. Apart from Iron Fist, maybe I always wanted Dan Stevens to play Iron Fist, but you know he's he's playing another Marvel character, and um, and it's something that I've always I've always felt was needed, but this then leads me on to other areas of potentially the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Deadpool. What is Marvel going to do with Deadpool? They've now got the rights to Deadpool after having purchased or acquired Fox, and Deadpool's. Deadpool's writers have revealed that uh, Marvel will continue to let them write R-rated movies. So this is actually, this is a really strange move. Well, not strange move, but it's, it's definitely an interesting move because the um, Marvel, you can say whatever you want about the films, that they're great, but they're, they're not R-rated. And, um, and I actually think this would, so basically it's Paul Rennick and Rhett Reese, or Wernick, I think that's how you pronounce his name, so they they wrote Deadpool and Deadpool Two. They also wrote Zombieland and uh, Zombieland Double Tap. And they were talking to Entertainment Weekly, and they basically there's this big quote about what's happening with Deadpool Three. You know, is it going to happen? And they said we're always in touch with Ryan Ryan Reynolds. I think the party line. Sorry, I think the party line and truth is where is we're all is we're all still figuring it out. <laughs> Whatever that means. Marvel has promised to continue to let us play in the R-rated Deadpool universe. And there's hope that they will also let us veer into the MCU a little as we play in that sandbox. So what does this mean? This quote, I think, is potentially one of the most interesting quotes of the week. There's a lot to unpick there. Basically, he's saying that, you know, Deadpool could join the MCU. Uh, and he's all but 
admitting that Disney's going to let them make Deadpool 3. That is great news because there was um, a time where I really didn't think this was going to happen. There were moments where it looked like they might just let Deadpool die, but then why would you let such a successful franchise just wither away and die just because it's R-rated? It's, um, it is a difficult prospect because you've got one side, you've got Deadpool, then you've got X-Men. What do you do with these? So X-Men's been scrapped. We know that. Thank you know, thank goodness, those the last few films were really <laughs> were not good. So, but it's not the same case with Deadpool, and Deadpool offers something really unique. It's it's very meta. So you can get Ryan Reynolds's Deadpool to just riff on what's been happening between Disney and Fox, and I'm pretty sure that all Marvel fans and Deadpool fans would like to see that. I know I would. I think everyone wants to see Ryan Reynolds back as Deadpool again, and everyone wants to see you know at least Deadpool three. You know, hopefully you can go even beyond that. Wouldn't it be great if Deadpool were to join the MCU? That'd be fantastic, uh, personally, I think. And then there's also news that Deadpool 3 is in development already and will come out in 2022. So this is um, according to We Got This Covered. Um, is this true? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not confirmed. But if, I mean, the, the date does seem right to me. Um, it's, it's, been a, it's been already a couple of, well, it's been a year I think it was 2018 when Deadpool says so it's, it's 2017. Deadpool 2, I can't remember. But it's been a while since Deadpool 2 was in cinemas. And that was that's you know a reasonable wait for the third in the franchise. Then, Spider-Man. So a lot has been said about Spider-Man. <laughs> There's kind of a will-they-won't-they they kind of thing going on between Disney and Sony over the Spider-Man deal. They eventually sorted things out, thank God. So Spider-Man will have a third film in the MCU and then another one after that. There is now news that Spider-Man will be released as an MCU movie in July 2021. That's fantastic news. Great. Love that. But then there was this other piece of news that Disney is going to buy Spider-Man for $4 billion. So the actual is apparently within the range of four to five billion. If it is in that range, and if it's over four point zero five billion, it means that they would spend more. They would have spent more money to purchase Spider-Man than they did Star Wars, which in my head is crazy, but it also makes sense because Spider-Man to Marvel and Disney, he's their biggest hero. It was such a big deal when they got him back into the MCU or got him into the MCU. Being able to have Spider-Man as a property and do what they want with it, that would be such a bonus to Marvel and to Disney, and it would be such a money spinner. You have no people go to watch these movies in their droves. They love Spider-Man. People love Spider-Man. People love Tom Holland's version of the character. These last two films have been very successful. The films, you'd argue that you know he he gave Captain America: Civil War a bit of a bump because people knew that Spider-Man was going to be in that film. Yeah, it makes sense why they'd want to buy it. It doesn't make sense that Sony would want to sell um, because Sony's already got plans, you know, with Venom, Venom where they've got Venom 2 coming out, they've got Morf um, Morbius, sorry, the Living Vampire coming out. They've got all these Spider-Man-based uh, properties coming out. They want to bring Spider-Man into the Venom universe. Well, they want to bring Spider-Man into the Venom movie, kind of do a crossover. Yeah, all that's great, but... <laughs> What do fans want? That that that's what I wonder. And you know, what's the price? Is it five billion? Would Sony Pictures put five billion as a price on Spider-Man? Personally, I don't think so because I think they'd make that money back pretty quick. So again, take this news with a you know pinch of salt because it could be real. It could be just 
rubbish, but I think it was um, it's they're rumors. You know, these these are rumors. This is what's being said in Hollywood at the moment, or what people are saying about it. Speaking of rumors, there are rumors that James McAvoy <laughs> could jump from the X-Men universe to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and play the villain in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. First off, I want to say I love this title for Doctor Strange 2. I think it's such a weird title. The weirder the better, personally, I think. Um, And so this, again, is from We Got This Covered, is they're looking at James McAvoy to play the villain, potentially Nightmare. So, McAvoy, Nightmare. Yes, I like it. The guy's got an undeniable talent. He's a great actor. He's got form in uh, in superhero movies. He's played Charles Xavier in the recent X-Men films, and he was the beast in Split and Glass. You know, he loves being in these films. I think he just likes <laughs> being in good movies. Um, but he's not the only name that was put that was in this leak that was originally on 4chan, and it was then deleted. So the likes of Evergreen, Natalie Dormer, Emily Blunt, Claire Foy apparently are also being considered for the role. And then there's also, so there's Ewan McGregor, Dan Stevens, Jared Leto and James McAvoy. And this, they're also in contention to play Nightmare. Basically, it's just a dump of names. The one I took out of it was James McAvoy, because personally, I think that would make a lot of sense, because I think Nightmare is a role that requires a certain kind of I don't. I think James McAvoy would have it over like the likes of Jared Leto, Dan. I mean, Dan Stevens and Ewan McGregor are fantastic actors. Jared Leto is a great actor as well, but I just don't think, possibly, I don't think Jared Leto would want to go into the superhero movie genre again. I really like the idea of Evergreen playing, uh, playing Nightmare. I think she'd be brilliant. I think we need to see more of Evergreen on screen. Rhymes. Emily Blunt. Not so sure about Claire Foy. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, you, you can't really judge these things until it's until it's done and on the screen. And also, we don't even know if this is going to happen or not. Then we're going to go over to, <laughs> next up, Captain Britain. So this is a role that I've wanted to see come to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for such a long time. I'm a Brit. You can probably hear that. Well, there are a lot of Brits playing superheroes at the moment, you know. I can go through it. You've got Tom Holland playing Spider-Man, Tom Hardy playing Venom, Benedict Cumberbatch playing Doctor Strange, yeah, Christian Bale played Batman, Robert Pattinson's playing Batman. You know, it's it's a long, long list. They're British actors playing American superheroes. Why not get a British actor to play a British superhero? And there is one. There's Captain Britain. And according to We Got This Covered, Henry Cavill is going to play, or is in <laughs> is being eyed for Captain Britain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Um, I'm, I, I've made no secret of the fact that I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill's. I think he is a great Superman, but has been let down by poor material. I think given give him give him a brilliant script and the you know a good di- not just a good director but a director with a really solid vision, I think he'd be a fantastic Superman. I also think Man of Steel is is actually quite a good Superman film. Um, and you know you see him in uh, in films like Man from Uncle. Look at him in the last Mission Impossible film. He and I hope The Witch is going to be good, but he is he's good in everything he's been in. I mean, yeah, take Mustache Gate out of it. You know that wasn't his fault. I think he would make a very good Captain Britain. I also think he would work well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There you have it. 
And then, final bit of news, The Matrix 4 has added Neil Patrick Harris to its already pretty mad cast. Uh, I mean, this... <laughs> I, I, can't, I did laugh when, when, I, when I read this, but mainly because I was just remembering Barney Stinson quotes. But it comes from Variety. Uh, it is... This is official. We don't know who he's going to be playing in the film, but he's um, he's already proven himself to be actually a very good dramatic actor. You know, he was really good in Gone Girl. I think he's I think he's a terrific actor, and um, I think you know give him give him something big to do. Yeah, why not? You know, he's um, he's going to be joining the likes of Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, who are um, reprising their roles as Neo and Trinity, and also. Yaha Abdul Mateen II, who was in Aquaman and the Greatest Showman. So this is um it's believed that he's going to be playing a young um, Morpheus in the film. This is um I think this is really good casting. I really really do. Um I'm really excited to see this film. I didn't like the last two Matrix films, but I think if they have the right idea, I don't see why it wouldn't be good. And um so I'm going to go on uh, that's the end of the news. But I'm going to go on to some features that we wrote this week on small screen. Actually, one in particular. So we wrote a feature about uh, the Joker movie. Is the, is Joker a dangerous movie? We don't think so. So a lot has been written about the Joker, or about Joker, sorry, uh, and how it is, you know, there's the possibility of it inciting violence and riots and things like that. And this, this got me quite, not yeah, a bit annoyed because... A movie, it's just a movie. It's not something that, you know, it's not something that someone won't go into a, a movie, watch it and think, oh yeah, you know what, now after having seen it, I'm going to go out and murder somebody or, or do some horrific act. No, because it's a film, it's a piece of entertainment or, you know, it, or art in, in many respects. It's it's not, you know, it's not something that, I mean, you, it makes you think, yes, Joker definitely does that. But what what happened here, I think, is actually more it's not so I said don't you know don't blame Joker, blame click blame clickbait. I think it's quite important here because what really came out were these headlines that were in kind of almost inciting violence in themselves. You know, I've worked a long time as a journalist and I can't begin to recall the amount of times I've been asked to change a headline because it wasn't doing well enough, it wasn't getting enough clicks change it to get more clicks, make it more sensational. You know, I've worked for a lot of places, I won't name them, name them all here, and people, unfortunately, the state of modern journalism now is it's all about clicks because people want journalism for free. And I think in this, this is what, this unfortunately, a film like Joker kind of is a casualty of that because people will just, outlets will just write and write and write and write. Not just sensationalist news, but they'll write anything about it that's kind of, helping this angle of Joker being a dangerous movie. It's not, you know, with all the people, kind of every, everyone going about credible threats, we, you know, US cinema cancels Joker screening after credible threats in, in, in brackets, yeah. And it's just, it's not the, it's not, I mean, it, that might have been the case. It, it probably was the case. But why is that happening? It's because outlets are writing about it. And of course, you know, I'm not saying stop writing about things like that. Of course not. You should. But it, there should also be, it should be more of a discussion than just 
headlines kind of shouting at people screaming at people and this is what's happening now and that i think i mean the joker joker made a heck of a lot of money so in the end i suppose it didn't really matter but if it if these sort of headlines did stop people from going to see a movie because they're i mean they're worried about their safety that of course is their prerogative and they can do that but it's a shame because it's something that is it's made to be seen in a cinema it's made to be seen on a big screen and you can't you can't then start being worried about that sort of thing because of what's being written in the press and um yeah i i have been working as a journalist for for a long time i know i know the industry and i know i know what goes on behind in these places and unfortunately it is a lot of that there is a lot of that but that said there is also a heck of a lot of good journalism being you know written and it's just it's just sad when when this sort of thing happens because of course a joke is not you know joke or a movie isn't going to turn someone into isn't going to make someone go out and shoot a load of people that you know that's that's not what's happening here um, and it's not video games either. It's not violence in video games. Unfortunately, the, yeah, it's, it's political. It's you know, gun laws. It's thing. Yeah, there are things that need to be changed. I don't think it's pop culture that needs to be changed. I don't think it's art that needs to be changed. Anyway, that's my that's my opinion. the The article is on the site. You can have a read of it. Comment. You know, if you dis- disagree with me, that again, that's fine. Um, that's what a discussion is. And um, and yeah, so there's also the Joker review that's up on the site. I think I've made it very clear how much I love this film. It's um, it's a really interesting movie that I'm just happy it's around. I'm happy it was made. I gave it a nine. You can check out the review on the site. It's there. I've, I've linked it in the show notes as well. And I really, really hope that if you get if you have the chance, go and see it in the cinema. Whether you love it or not, it doesn't matter. Just go and see it because I actually think. I think it's an important film. It made me, it, it made it, it really uh, shook me, uh, which doesn't happen that often. And I would go as far as to say it's my second favorite film of the year. There's another film that I will review. That review is coming out very soon that I think is better. But I think this, in terms of a movie in its own, not just a comic book movie, but a movie, I think it's brilliant. And yeah, you can read the full review on the site. And that'll about do it for this week on the very first episode of Small Screen Stories. There was a lot to go through and I merely scratched the surface of all the news that came out this week. But go and check out Small Screen, which is at www.small-screen.co.uk for more pop culture news, reviews and features. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at smallscreengb. Thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll see you back here same time next week. Mm-hmm.